Twitter, and I forgot yeah. the live button, so I hope you guys come back. But uh, Ginger, just glad to have you tonight for the third time. <laughs> now, when I wrote, you're a real estate agent, and or realtor, as we say, not a realtor, but a realtor. <laughs> yes. I, um, I did your promo, and I put the part about autism on there. Then you, you know, brought up a few minutes ago that um, you had a son that was on the autism spectrum. Well, when yes. I when I posted your promo on the Instagram and TikTok and all those other platforms, I got some texts from people, uh, you know, okay. not on the platform, but privately asking me about autism. They wanted to know if you had it. And I said, I don't know. And they started asking me all these questions. I said, well, she'll be, you know, here on, on the air at seven. And I, I'm not sure what all she'll answer or not, but autism, I have a couple of students in it. You know, I'm a substitute teacher. Yes. Yeah. So I bet you are getting some experience with that. A little bit. And, and the only, the only thing I know about it is some, some kids or adults have a mild, you know, a touch of it. Mm -hmm. that, oh, they had it. Then some of them need some help, you know, or uh, maybe a full-time, uh, you know, their parent with them a lot or, or special school. You know, I'll be honest with you. I don't even know what autism is. Well, technically, it's because it's such a large spectrum. Honestly, I think, and I, I may have outdated information because my son is 19. Um, of course, as most parents, when he was a young child, I was completely obsessed with it, you know, and that, that was all that we focused on. Um, but it basically, if you have three characteristics of poor communication or, you know, certain aspects of that, uh, it, it's just so vague. They kind of lump you into this spectrum of autism. So it can be super mild. And a lot of the symptoms for children with super mild autism, it's, it's stuff that everyone has. It's just more extreme for those children. Um, all the way up to it, like my son is completely nonverbal still at the age of 19. Um, but some of his issues are would be considered mild some would be considered very severe um he did speak when he was probably all the way up until he was about three and a half or four and then he completely lost all of his verbal language um lots of sensory issues and that is still, you know, is the case. But we have learned along the years how to manage that. And he's doing great. Well, I've met your son a few times, you know, us working together, showing houses mm -hmm. and listings and such. And he's always been very nice. But I know you have him in the gym working yes. all the time. <laughs> and I would not want to mess with him. because he, <laughs> He's a very large kid. He's a very large <laughs> kid. And I've seen what he can do in the gym, and he's very protective over you. I can tell. <laughs> well, he seems that way. He follows me right on my heels. Um, but I don't think it's for the reason that most people think. Uh, it's not so much protection over me. It's just that's just the way, you know, he wants to. He's just right there with me all the time. 
Well, I remember, um, I don't know what the mathematical probability is, but one time you and I were showing a house together. Yes. Son was with us, and then the people that came to look at the house brought their child that had autism. Yes. And I remember us going up these funky stairs to an observatory room. And when we got up there in that unique architecture, the floor plan, it wigged, it wigged their son out. Your son was fine, but their son kind of freaked out. And uh, the only thing I've heard about, all, the only familiarity I have with it is, and I don't even know if it's the same thing, the movie Rain Man, would t- I think it was uh, Tom Cruise and... And his brother would uh, could memorize and quote out. Mm-hmm. Do they? Or is that like? Uh, is that normal for them to be able to compute math like that, or is that Hollywood or a mix? I mean, that was an extreme version of you know what people would consider like the stereotypical child with autism or, or adult with autism. Um, not to say that some can't. A lot of children with autism do excel in certain things. Um, memories do seem to be extremely good. Um, you know, I can see some of that stuff uh, with Kaysen. Like he he has a very photographic memory. He, um, he can recognize things right off. Those types of things um, that he does not, though, have any kind of crazy gift that we are aware of, <laughs> but it does happen like because they, they tend to be obsessive with certain things. So, um, you know, lots of kids do you know just really focus in on certain things and are just extremely smart. Yeah. What does he like a lot? What fun of his <laughs> Well, that's the thing with him. Like, we never found anything that he just loved, but he does love to work out. And um, some people will say, oh, that's because that's what you do and whatever. But he, you know, from a young age, he needed that uh, proprioceptive um, sensory um, therapy. So we always did a lot of like trampolines and uh, things like that. And he could always... Even before he lost all of his language, if we were jumping on the trampoline, he could talk. And when we would get off, he could not. Mm. Um, something about that just helped his his brain you know, process things. And now when we're in the gym, I can see some of the same stuff. Like he can, he has more eye contact. His motor skills are better. Um, he smiles more. It's the rare time that I see him smile. He's so proud of himself when he can do stuff. Yeah. And it carries on throughout the day after that. Um, I mean, everyone knows physical activity is important, but, you know, it really does help our brains a lot. And it has been just a blessing for him. Like it, it's helped him tremendously. Um, but other than that, to answer your question, there is, he has no, um, you know, he's went through stages when he was a, a tiny child. He was obsessed with trains a little bit. And then um, it's just kind of went through some phases like that. But there's nothing now that he's just, that he just shows a real strong interest in. Let me ask you this. Um, I know these days when when girls, I hate to say it, when women get pregnant, they, they can run these incredible test on the baby and find out mm-hmm. a lot of information way before the baby's born. It's just 
to me it's terrifying and um my uh my my grandson they you know they did some kind of test on him and i was on pins and needles waiting to hear back because they can it just seems like they can see things they could never see before mm-hmm. when and when a child is born with autism or there's certain things that that uh do you know that ahead of time or is that something that you notice in you know when they're infants or toddlers it's not well for the longest time um it was and i don't know if this is just like it, diagnosis got better but it was always thought that you could you would know by the time the child was like three months old mm-hmm. um when Kason was was diagnosed, he was diagnosed with atypical autism, which this was, I think he was probably three before he got the diagnosis. I mean, we did see some symptoms a little bit before that, but, you know, that's been years and years ago. <laughs> so, um, you know, this could be outdated information, but um, at that time, children who developed, seemed to develop normally like he did, up until a certain point and then started regressing and showing symptoms they called atypical autism. Mm -hmm. But I think that is probably the majority of cases now. Um, When at that time I was told that there are certain markers that they can look for, like more of like a, the history of the parents health. So like if, if there's autoimmune diseases in the family, um, which there is in mine, Um, if they're in the immediate family, there's, uh, early heart disease, like things like that can make children more susceptible to having autism. And I know there has been some studies out lately that suggest that there are certain chromosomes that they can check now. And it's not just necessarily like, oh, you have this marker you have autism but they might can see certain things that can it can make it more likely to happen well are there like like what are there is there any medications or treatments or is there anything that can help my let me let her out not connie yeah go ahead sorry she begs to come in here then she was okay or like okay now I, I, I substitute and on pumpkin patch day. Mm-hmm. They got all the kids, I guess, that had autism or, you know, that weren't going on the trip for one reason or not. And I got every one of them in the whole school by myself all day long. <laughs> kids, they told me that all these teachers were giving me like a list of cell numbers to put them up on. Mm-hmm happens you call us right now here's parent one parent two here's my number here's the teachers and all this and they were just you know they just gave them to me and it was a kindergarten class so it was that age like pre-k kindergarten first grade oh gosh i had no problems with them and they kept calling really they were waiting for me to you know get run over by them and um but one thing i did is i is um you know how they had those uh big rugs or like a gym mat like at at gymnastics or wrestling mat they had Mm -hmm. one out and i put on some 
YouTube's, you know, Disney or something, uh, whatever they watch, and they got their devices. They're all on devices in school. And uh, I don't know. I just, I'm not saying I have a gift or anything. I mean, I have a gift of making people mad, but <laughs> they get calm around me. Really? Yeah. And they, they love me. And I didn't have any trouble all day long. And there's two kids in particular, they were stressed out that they were just going to go, you know, crazy on me and out of control. And I had no problems with them. Oh, that's great. That's, um, that to be a parent at when Kaysen was that age and to know that he, if I would have known he was left with someone with no like experience, that would have been terrifying to me. But I'm glad, you know, I know that you handled it well, and I'm glad that everything went well for you. It went great. And, you know, I, one time I was walking through the hall and I saw the autism room, and I, I screenshot the picture and I, I sent it to you. Oh, I didn't see it. Was it like the sensory where they can go in and swing? They had their classroom, but, and then some parents refuse to let their kids be separated in the special classes they say oh hell no i want them to go through the regular classroom and and they do now they bring them mm -hmm. out for specials like once or twice a day they'll come get you know so-and-so kid for an hour special um help teaching whatever but they do that like i have a lot of kids that can't speak english i mean they're really? yeah they they get here with their parents and they get dropped off, you know, September the 1st or whatever. Mm -hmm. Don't speak one word of English. I mean, they just cross the border. Oh, wow. I have groups of don't speak English. And I'll have, the other day I had nine Hispanic kids. And I had three Muslims that spoke Arab. And then all the other kids. I mean, I just, you know, there's a big, big need for teachers yeah and i'm just a substitute but i work all the time because they don't have enough help you know i, I just think that's a, an issue around here too it's just a shortage of substitutes well you know if you have a class of 25 kids and you got two of them that they may not have special needs autism they just they may just need their butt whooped at home <laughs> you know I mean? yeah and you're always going to have two or three kids in one class that's going to consume all of your time. And the bad thing about that is the regular kids that are there not causing trouble. Now, I'm not talking about special needs kids causing trouble. I'm talking about you'll have two or three John, miniature John Edwards <laughs> in the classroom cutting up and causing a commotion and trying to be a clown and all. Those three suck all the time out of you. I mean, you yeah, can't, can't do anything. Then you throw in some kids that maybe are coming in for a couple hours from the uh, other special needs classes. And it's, I mean, I, uh, a lot of times I'll have 20 and 36 year olds by myself all day. Oh, gosh. But then I get home from work and Connie wants me to do something or she'll complain. You know, we'll, we'll, Lala wouldn't come over for the weekend. And I was like, what? One four-year-old? Just one four-year-old? I got it. <laughs> I'm just having 20 
30 of them by myself. So, oh, so let's, um, I know one thing, um, I don't know how I found out, but when, when I first started hearing about you in real estate, cause I think you're still at exit realty. I am down there in the Clanton area. Mm -hmm. There used to be some billboards with your, I do. Yeah. I still have a billboard. Okay. <laughs> you know, my viewers or people on the podcast live in central Alabama. I highly recommend Ginger. Here's how much I recommend her. When my family needs a realtor, I tell, I, I get them to call Ginger. Cause I, I don't really like doing business with my family all the time, especially on the, the selling end, you know, a buying in. I don't care cause the seller's paying me. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you wanted to use somebody you trust 100%. And I trust Ginger, so I use her with my family and my friends when I can't get to them or whatever. Um, I, li I like working with Ginger, but I remember somehow we were in a, a meeting and, and, and your name came up. And they started talking about powerlifting and, <laughs> and, and uh, what is it, CrossFit? Yes. They were talking yes. about and I said I said something I'm gonna have to Facebook her and, and check her out and sure enough I, I Facebooked you and saw some videos and stuff you doing some was it <laughs> some stuff? And uh, I, I think the one you're talking to talking about is probably the overhead squats or something, yeah. Yeah, I mean it looked like something those Russian guys do in the Olympics. I mean, there's a bunch of weight mm -hmm. on And I was almost, man, surely those are styrofoam. That, those are, that's AI. I mean, she's. <laughs> uh, I don't, well, I'm not sure exactly which video you're talking about. Like, now, my squats, like I can squat, I think, 265 is my max. And, yeah. um, can clean and jerk 175, deadlift 275. My deadlift is weak compared to everything else. But, yeah, we do a lot of Olympic lifting and um, just a, a mixture of stuff, gymnastics, you know, running, all different kinds of stuff. Gymnastics? Well, they call it gymnastics, like pull-ups and, you know, any of the body weight type stuff. Okay, so. Somewhere, I don't know if it was Instagram or whatever, I saw you doing pull-ups. I think you had on a flak jacket or something. Yeah, just like a weighted vest. Who got, who can do that? You and what's that girl, the senator in Hawaii, the congressman? To, <laughs> oh, yeah. What is her name? Gabbard. Oh, yeah. Tulsi Gabbard or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who can do that? I can't even do that. <laughs> How much do those jackets weigh? I think mine, mine only, I think, had 15 pounds in it. So. Hey, do you all, uh, what's that thing called where you swing? Kip? Yeah, kip. Do you kip or go or just dead hang or both? It depends on the workout. Sometimes I do strict and sometimes I, I kip. Now, if you were going to work out tonight and, and concentrate on pull-ups, what would you be doing? How many? Mm, if, if it was just a pull-up workout? 
Yeah. I would, I would probably do like either sets of 10 or um, like max effort sets or something. Like do it until failure a couple of times. How far can but, you go? Oh, I can't. Strict pull-ups, probably 10 would probably be about my max. But kipping, I could probably do about 20. Really? Mm -hmm. I've never done 20 pull-ups in my life. <laughs> and like your husband, I was in the Marine Corps and it was a staple. And then mm -hmm. when I got to the police department, it was a staple. But I could bench well over 400 pounds. Oh, wow. I just couldn't do those pull-ups. Uh, They're hard. They're really hard. There's still a lot of stuff that's really hard. <laughs> I, Chris here on the comments says, I, I started bodybuilding in 91. I'm 45 years old and still love it. I'm not going to ask you how old you are, but how long have you been uh, doing the Well, way? I don't care. I'm 43. And I know you're in your 30s. Yeah. You do? Yeah, I guess so. Um, and I probably, I started CrossFit, I think, in 2014. So it's been almost 10, 10 years. And right now, this year, you know how you like to tell me about um, my joints, how I'm damaging my joints? Not <laughs> well, not that you're not wrong. So this year, I'm trying to do a little lighter weight on my lifts and um i've started have you ever heard of rp nutrition or rp workouts it's like renaissance periodization or something doing that and crossfit so a little bit different this year okay now you you've been my instagram friend a long time and you post your charts on story and they're daunting they're <laughs> i mean Oh, you know, I'm a guy and I have an ego and I think I'm doing pretty good. And then I run across your Instagram story and, and my countenance falls every time. Cause you oh, get no. <laughs> a lot of stuff. And I just, uh, you know, I do my, my little toy. You make fun of right here, my bull worker. And I can do 59 exercises with it. Even yeah. like and stuff, but I was deceived by it a little bit, and I hope my bulwarker friends don't get mad, but, you know, I lost like 50 pounds uh year before last, mm -hmm. and, and like, when I came down to your office in Clanton that day, like, right after that day, it was like a couple summers ago, I started losing weight. Well, I really didn't think that, you know, I'd been doing this thing for three or four years straight. And I really thought that, and a lot of people are not believers in it. And I really thought that once I got rid of the, the fat, that I'd really see a huge difference from doing this. And yeah. just between me and you and the thousand people that watch this, <laughs> I didn't see, I was very disappointed in that in my strength because I had a blowout on 119 and I was trying to get the tire off with the lug wrench. Now, mm -hmm. Granted, I didn't realize they had those factory bolts that you have to have a code to get in. Something. Oh. But usually, you know, when I was younger, I could just, you know, take a tire off, get any lug lugs off. And I, I, I know 
this is the first time to see I'm 61. So I guess when I had that blowout, I was probably 59. And I was, that's the first time I could tell that I want what I used to be. Well, it could, you can't judge it off of that one instant, that one experience that happened. But I know I've given you a hard time about the bulwarker, but that's just, that was just me joking. Like, sure. I know it, it is sure. a tough thing and you can do a lot with it. And I'm sure it has built a lot of strength. So it's probably just that you got used to it and you're just not seeing as much well, I as thought you I was, thought you I, should see. You remember the poster with the solar flakes guy with the all ripped up muscles? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's from the yeah. 80s. I thought I was going to be. You thought you were going to look like that? Like your husband. I thought I was going to look like your husband. <laughs> I really did. I didn't look. I didn't look. <laughs> but one thing I'm going to tell everybody is, you know, I've probably lost 50 pounds 10 different times in my adult life. Because you can look at pictures of me and at family reunions like a funeral or a baby or Christmas. The joke in my family is, which John will show up? <laughs> Any fat John or or regular John, you know. And over there in my closet, I got a, you know a, a full array of sizes. But um, for some reason, I cry I cry to you all the time when I'm when I would be wanting to do something. I'd you know I'd be texting yeah. you, and one day <laughs> you ripped me. You ripped. <laughs> And you said something, I'm paraphrasing, why don't you just get off your ass and do it? You know, it's something. <laughs> That's what you heard. I didn't say that. I think I sent you a David Goggins video. Yeah, I watched him. I, I told you that that's what I watch when I need motivation. Well, it, John, who is your favorite bodybuilder or powerlifter? I like that guy's name starts with the M. He's dead now. A lot of those bodybuilders are dead. Have you noticed that? I haven't. I, I don't know a lot of bodybuilders, unfortunately. Mercer, I think, was his name. I've sent you his. Yes, you have. Yeah, he had a, uh, Chris had an unusual thing where he would only work out one body part one time a week. Yes, you told me about that. Yeah, just one thing. Like if it was shoulders, he did shoulders on Saturday for about two and a half hours and he wouldn't do anything till the next Saturday when he'd do legs and then the next yeah. chest and he was just huge but you know I just it's my problem is 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 staying consistent yeah and yeah. that's the most important thing and I mean life is not consistent so you can't you're gonna fluctuate some um, but if you can just do something every, you know, every day, if you can just a little bit, it doesn't, you know, but the consist doesn't really matter what you're doing so much it just needs to be something that you enjoy so that you'll keep doing it and you want to do it. And that's why I guess that we do CrossFit is because it's fun. You know, I always played sports and things like that. And to me, it's more of like a, a sport instead of, um, just going out there. And I mean, I do the bodybuilding stuff too, but it's just not as fun. But if you can find something that you like enough to stay consistent every day, 
I mean, that's that's all you need. That. And if that's what you like and you, you're consistent with it, that's great. Because it's uh, you have to look at working out as what you're doing for your health and not so much for weight loss. Right. You know, it, honestly, because that's just that's going to be diet. So in that that for me is what fluctuates the most. So I can I can stay consistent working out for sure. But. Well, that's a, that's not all you do. Here's what gets me about you, okay? And those of y'all that don't know her, okay? Full-time mom. Full-time mom. And your son, you know, you said he has autism. And I've mm-hmm. seen your son. You're very, pre- you're a present mother. Very present, okay? I know, I know your wife. Yes. Okay. You do these insane workouts. In addition... You run. You're a runner. Okay. Sometimes. I, I haven't been running as much lately. I keep up with you. <laughs> runner, CrossFit trainer, mm-hmm. one of the best realtors that I know. In fact, oh, thank you. I, I call you before I call anyone when I'm when I'm having a problem in real estate. I always call, don't I? I mean, I call you. I wear your phone out. You do. You do. But <laughs> and you're very aggressive and you're very you're very good at real estate. And then you got a paint business. I do, yes. So I have um went out on my own this year, started my own commercial painting contracting business. Um it's going pretty well. So I am super busy with that. And then I also do real estate photography for myself and for other agents. So some days are really crazy, like when when all things are hitting at once and you got calls coming in from everywhere. But all of those things allow me to um, be what I need to be for Kaysen. And and that's why I do them. So how do, um, you, how do you balance it? Some days not very well at all. Some days it's it's a disaster. Um, you know everybody just does what they have to do, you know, to, to get through. But, um, he's with me all the time. Um, I am still looking for him something, a a more independent job, but I just, it has to be something that's right for him. Um, he helps me with the photography. He has his own jobs. You know, when we go in, he knows what he needs to do to help me out. Um, he, when we go to job sites for the painting business, he's always there to help me load stuff, unload, you know, five gallons of, of paint. One day, I think we loaded and unloaded 90 gallons of paint in five gallon buckets, uh, three times. But so I'm thankful to have him there to help me. Um, and then with real estate, you know, he, he's there. He goes with me to showings. I'm not by myself. He can he can help me with all of that. And all of those things allow me to to be there for him. So you've got at least four jobs, right? <laughs> and he right. works out with me. And so we work out. Um, well, my husband works out early in the morning, every morning. And I hate to say I've been a bad workout partner lately and I'm not, I don't always work out early in the morning with him. Did this morning and then I'll do something with Kaysen like later in the day so that, you know, we can do our other stuff. But Are you a, 
Are you a list maker? Are you a planner? So um, well, I've learned that no matter what I plan, it always changes. Uh -huh. But I do. So I keep like a running list. So I'll have like a, I'll, I write everything down usually like the night before. Well, it just kind of carries on to the next day, but I'll have a whole list of things that I need to do the next day. And of course, some are more important than others. I check them off as I go. And then the things that kind of are least important, they carry on to the next day. And I just, <laughs> it's just a running list all the time. Uh, what do you do to, to, um, do you have anything you do to keep from being overwhelmed? Because um, just looking through your Instagram sometimes, to me, it's oh, it's daunting. I mean, here you are on a showing out three counties from where you live, and then yes. you're pushing <laughs> down your driveway. <laughs> just what do you do to um? to take the edge off. I know you don't drink. I don't. Um, I guess the working out is what, uh, you know, helps me with that. So it's just a time where you can almost like a meditation, like you can, if it, if it's CrossFit or if it's running to me now, if I'm bodybuilding type stuff, then not so much, but if I'm running, it's a time where you can kind of run through your day and, you know, things become more clear and focused and you have a plan. You feel good when you're done. Um, during CrossFit, it's usually so hard that all you're thinking about is you in that moment, which is also good. <laughs> so I think those things just kind of help me. And I'm not saying that it would work for everyone, but that, those are some things that, you know, kind of help me focus. Um, lots of days, I'm super overwhelmed. I'm not going to lie. I see your shopping list. Sometimes you'll post that you went to that carrot place, that vegetable place you go to. And I don't want to dox you and tell people where you shop, but, you know, you post what, I mean, you're cooking then, you're doing this food, taking care of your son. Mm -hmm. I'll just, I just, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> and you know what I really, what really bothers me is occasionally you'll call me, you have in the past and ask me to help you out with a showing somewhere. And it's always on one of the days when I'm having, you know, one of, you know, just, I can't keep up. Yeah. I always feel so bad. No, don't feel bad. That's completely understandable. So <clears throat> Yeah, I know. I did a couple of times, and you have helped me out sometimes. So, um, I had a key and thought I had my key, my e key. Oh yes, I thought I had it on my phone. I mean, I just looked at it like two days before, and then here I am, twenty miles out of your way, and my my e key is not working. Oh, you know? it wasn't that bad. I was going right by there anyway, so yeah, it wasn't bad. <laughs> You're going like <laughs> so um. Let me ask you this. How's the real estate market going right now? For me, things are picking up again. Um, yeah. I've had kind of a slow November, December, which is pretty normal anyways, but maybe a little slower with the interest rates the way they were. Right after Christmas, I started seeing, uh, you know, a change. Now, things are still sitting a little longer than they were at one time, but um, seems to be picking up and moving in a good direction. So 
You know, there's a, a million, seems like a million and one realtors out there. And every time, yeah, I remember, um, I'll have my real estate license. I think it'll be 10 years Valentine's, I think. Now, oh, I haven't really? been active. You know, I go long periods of time where I'm not active, where I'm inactive. Then I'll turn them on and sell a few or whatever. But I remember back when I got my license, all these naysayers were telling me, oh, there's there's millions of realtors and all that. And there are a lot, I think, that yeah. has, I've heard like 6,000 or 8,000 realtors. And yet you stay pretty busy. I don't, I remember one time you weren't there again and they read some chart, you know, when our two, when our two offices were together, mm-hmm. they read the, I think I made the chart like three times in three years, but you made the chart where you were like number one in something. I mean, the I've heard a few times, but um, I, I stay pretty busy. You know, I'm not, I'm nowhere near the top producer in our office for sure, but I do, you know, stay pretty busy, especially for it to not be my only job, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. I've been lucky with that. Yeah, see, I tell people I dabble in real estate when I'm when I'm trying my best to be busy. <laughs> but uh, do you uh, would you encourage anybody like a single mom, perhaps looking for um, more income or career? Do you would you advise them to go in real estate right now with things the way they are? Well, that- um, looking for that to be your only career. I mean, I don't know that I could advise anyone to do that because I've been scared to do that myself. So I would hate (laughs) to say, yeah, you should do that when I've been one that has always felt like I need to keep something else, you know, too. So that's a scary thing. Um, I've just never been comfortable with not knowing which I guess I, all of my business are not exactly knowing where the next check is coming from, but um, I have multiple incomes. <laughs> so um, I've just never been brave enough to depend completely on that. But I have, um, you know, I had a client who I stayed in touch with and she is now selling. Uh, she got her license and she's selling and I think it's great. She's a single mom. It's going to be excellent, you know, extra income for her where she has the opportunity to make more than she makes at her full-time job, which, you know, was the case for me working um, when I was working for a different company and doing real estate I think I probably made close to the same thing, um, you know, at both places. So it was actually like just having two full-time jobs. It was, it was wonderful. And that has, you know, having that has actually given me the chance to go out and start my own company in the painting business. Um, and I would definitely suggest that to anybody, you know, if you could make it, um, if you don't, if you're not dependent on a steady income already, um, or, or you're not needing a steady income, I guess is what I'm saying. If it's extra money, or if you don't have a job now, if you're say a stay at home mom or something like that, then absolutely. I would say go into real estate because there's plenty of money to be made. 
Well, I'll tell you, I, you know, because of my situation with my, my son being on hospice last year, I didn't, I didn't work for mm-hmm. I couldn't, you know, I mean, if I'd had listings, I couldn't, I couldn't work, mm-hmm. but it's funny because November, December of 2022, I hit a hot streak. Okay. Yes, you, you really did. And I remember walking into my broker's office with one of my checks and she about fell out of her chair. She said, I need to start doing this. I mean, it was a huge, it was a giant check and that check. And I like, I had like three closings in, in that, you know, week and week and a half. Did you know I made, I made that stuff last me all the way to this summer. Really? Yeah. All the way to this summer. I made that. Wow. I don't know if you know uh, Kimberly, um, what's her last name? She's got Home Sweet Home Real Estate in Gardendale. Kimberly, trying to think of her last name. But uh, I remember I was teetering on whether or not to go to real estate school. And I said, but I know people that only sell a house every two or three months. She said, sometimes that's all all it takes. You can make it. That's true. Yeah. And I didn't know, I didn't know what she meant by that, but you know, I, you know, you can hit a hot streak where it's just Mm -hmm. pouring all over you, you know, and then I've hit some streaks where just, you know, I just, you know, nothing was happening for me. So it is, you know, Mm -hmm. this, I'm, there's a lady that called me when I, when I took my real estate test and you know, how everybody posts on Facebook, you got my real estate license. And this lady called me. If I told you her name, you'd probably recognize her name. And she called me out of the blue because now I know now brokers want people to, you know, come to their office, you know. Mm-hmm. But she said, let me tell you something, John, about real estate that will save you a lot, of, a lot of emotion. I said, what's that? She says, no matter how hard you work, it either falls in your lap or it don't. And she told me that. And just looking at some people, it seems like they can't get away from success. It does, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people uh, don't make it. You know, most people do not make it. But it takes a lot of tenacity and all. So what? Um, how does one, if somebody's watching this how or listening on the podcast, how does one take that first step to get their license if they live in Alabama? You live in Alabama. Um, you are just going to, which just, so I took all of my classes online. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the, the course. I can't even remember the website right now, but, um, you go through your, your pre-licensed course, uh, take your quiz, then you're going to take your, uh, state of Alabama test find a brokerage that you want to work with. And I would suggest interviewing with several different ones. Um, I did not do that. I'm not saying I, you know, want to go anywhere else. I just don't know anything about any other brokerages. (laughs) All I, you know, I started with exit. That's all I know. I knew I was going there. So, but I would definitely recommend, you know, talking to several, um, find someone, some place to hold your license and, you know, that's really it. Um, get started. Well, Reach I, out to all of your your friends and family and get started that way. 
Did you do like they tell you to where you write cards or letters to all your friends or call them and say, hey, I'm starting in writing? I didn't. Um, That's one of the harder, the, the bigger challenges for me is, you know, finding new business, reaching out to people. Um, a lot of mine now are coming from referrals. Mm-hmm. So I did, I, I did call a lot of for sale by owners, um, which is not for the faint of heart because you get some people who, who do not want to be called, <laughs> but then you'll run across some who do. And if you help them, you know, and then, then you're more likely to get referrals. Um, I also did Op City. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of people don't like to do that because you have to give 30% of your commission. Mm -hmm. Well, most of my friends and family are, you know, a lot of my family were not in the market. A lot of my friends already have friends that are agents around here because we do have a lot. Um, so I, I did that and I had a lot of out of state customers or clients and now I'm just getting tons of referrals from them. That's um, great. Yeah. What's so it's been good. Hardest thing to get through school. Is there a lot of math? Are you good in math? I, I am. I was a math major in college, so <laughs> I'm not. I was. Now, you know, I didn't do anything with that, which I use a calculator to add up a lot of estimations now. But um, there was some math there. It makes you think there's going to be more math than there is on the test. Mm-hmm. But there there was a few math problems on the test. Yes. Yeah. I, t- I remember that being very intimidating to me because I'm I'm math stupid as they come. I mean, I cannot do math. And that is I'm teaching math. Can you believe that? Really? <laughs> and I just got Mr. Google. You know, Mr. Google, I'll say, oh, how do you explain prime number to a moron? I'll just say, <laughs> say it like in caveman terms what a prime number is. But um, I had a teacher named Mark Yarborough. I know him. He owns a real estate school in town in Birmingham. And he said, if you suck at math, do not call the prayer line. Do not call the church prayer line. Don't don't study the math. Circle C on every math problem you get in the test and don't touch it. <laughs> I've heard that before too. I didn't listen to him. I I studied and I went, I flunked my first real estate exam. I think I failed by a couple of points, okay? And it was and it, that one had 14 math problems on it. Okay. Really? Well, I started getting, you know, anxiety and and just, you know, a freaking panic attack. And it really did affect me on the whole test. Mm-hmm. He told me, don't do that. Circle C on each math problem. You'll get about half of those right. And you won't get flustered. He said, I don't care how many tutors you go to. If you can't do math, you can't do math. So, you know, whatever time it is, you can go take it again. And what's funny, mm-hmm. they gave me that chart, and I, like, was off the charts and everything else in real estate, you know, contract and all that. But when it comes to the math, you know, I, like, missed all <laughs> So the next I did that. and But it only had, like, three math problems on it. 
Yeah, I don't think mine had very many, but yeah. lots of the cat like terms to remember that I'm not sure that I've even used since then. Well, <laughs> it did tell once you get your license and start getting in real estate, you really don't have to do any math. Now, I don't care how dumb a math, a math student is. They can figure out that commission. Isn't that a miracle? Mm -hmm. you, figure, <laughs> you know, I could do that. But now with this iPhone, you know, I had clients ask me questions. And I'll, you know, get on the iPhone and there it is. And I'm not, you know, or like the, the interest rate. Is it, what is it right now? You know, it has, it just, of course, it's going to depend on the person, right. um, but it's dropped down more into the sixes, possibly high fives at, at so, now. So, Turn my license on tomorrow then. <laughs> I'm waiting on person though, really, you know, turn to turn mine on. I'm waiting. <laughs> I, I enjoy real estate. I really do. It's just. Since I've gotten my license, I've never had a single year where I could work on that because I always had. Really? Yeah. You know. Something else comes up. Yeah. You know, my son mm -hmm. had brain cancer for 15 years. Wow. 15 years with multiple surgeries. And every single time I got rolling in real estate, here come a surgery. Mm -hmm. You know. I, I lost track of the surgeries. I'm not trying to complain, but I, I couldn't work. So yeah. I'm looking forward to getting out there and uh, selling some houses this year, 2024, because I enjoy real estate. And I like it because I'm usually the only guy around, you know. So I get <laughs> that is true. It seems to be mostly ladies around. It was Connie would call me up and say, where are you going? I said, out to eat lunch with the girls. I'd be in a... You know, uh, <laughs> uh, blonde, you know, it was torture. So I'm going to get back out. Somebody is watching right now and they're in the mood to maybe thinking about selling their house or going house shopping. How would they get in touch with you? Do you have a website or? I do have a website. It's gingerbellrealtor.com mm -hmm. or you can, uh, Send me a text or give me a call at 205-479-9272 um, or shoot me an email, gingerbell.realtor at gmail.com. Do you mind if I put some of that in the show notes like your oh, web? Please do. I would love, love to help anybody that, you know, needs any help or if you just have any questions or, you know, want to ask me some questions. Uh, one thing I like about you is I've had some friends that weren't try, quite in a position to buy and you was able to point them to the right lender, mm -hmm. you know, help them get, get to where they could buy. And I appreciate that. And just, just to me, if you're going to make the biggest purchase of your life, you need to be able to trust your realtor 100%. And yes. I trust 100%. Uh, you and a couple others, I trust you know, with my family, with, with my mm -hmm. family and you've been good, good to my family and, and I would use you anytime. So I'll well, thank you. Yes. I appreciate all your referrals and yeah. And like, I think you sent me one that they asked me, you know, what would you do in this situation? And I told them, I, you know, I would love to help them and I will help them any way they want to. But if it were me, 
in their position, I would wait. And that, yeah. you know, and I don't mind telling you that. Like, if if it would be better off for you to wait, um, you know, I'll tell you for sure. And and I think it was for them, and they, they decided to. And I think it's going to work out for well, the best. Part of, you know, uh, part of being a realtor is, is putting your client's interests ahead of mm-hmm. of yours. You know, I've done that before where, you know, it cost, I knew it was going to cost me money. Yeah. No, but I knew it would benefit them if they did or didn't do something. I just straight up tell because I couldn't live with myself for mm-hmm. from a client. I mean, we take an oath, you know, <laughs> yeah. Alabama in front of the flag. So um, you also mentioned you have a paint, a commercial paint business. The commercial painting business. Um, you know, most of my jobs, I, I bid to general contractors, but we do some residential painting. And if you are a property manager or anything like that, you know, and you have properties that need to be painted, please give me a call. Yeah, it's Panoptic Painting LLC is the name of my business. Uh, we are licensed and insured, of course. Okay. Do you do also do any personal training anymore? I have not did personal training in a in a while. You know, I'll help. I have a few friends that I'll just kind of create them some workouts for a while mm-hmm. and send it to them until they kind of get in the hang, you know, in the groove of doing it. But I haven't been doing that lately. Yeah, I've dabbled in personal training and <laughs> CrossFit training. I also have. Um, don't know if I've told you about this or not, but I've got my first investment property and I'm doing a flip house. You so, flip. That's been an interesting thing, too. <laughs> my gosh. So, <laughs> you're doing all this is Michael at home watching as he laid out on the on the sofa watching TV all the time. It's, it's what? Is your husband laying there on uh, the sofa, TV all no, the time? No, no. He's, he's just const, living in constant fear of what I'm going to come up with next. Who knows? <laughs> that we're doing. Go have your pop. That- Luckily, I have a wonderful husband who helps me and supports me with everything, and he's there to to fill in when I am falling apart that day or things are too stressful. I know, I know he does. I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, if anybody out there needs to get a hold of Ginger, maybe you want to sell a house, buy a house, flip a house, get your yeah. Get your business painted or whatever. And, and, you know, y'all know how to get a hold of me. Get a hold of me. And believe me, I know how to get a hold of Ginger. I've blown her phone up a time or two. So I'm so glad you came on tonight. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll be seeing you soon. I got some stuff I'm working on. And when when some things work out, I'll be calling you. You know, all right. (laughs) Sounds good. Thanks, John. Bye-bye. Bye.